The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What's going on, everybody? My name is Josh. Welcome to the Barca Blog Runners podcast. Today, it's just going to be me. It's going to be a little bit of a short one. Ronaldo, unfortunately, has a bit of a cold. I'm sure those of you with children, as I have, and Renato understands when little kids are running around the uh, the public, or if you don't have them in your home, just being around them in public or anywhere, uh, things are just spreading. People are getting sick. The weather is getting chillier in some parts of the world, and uh, sickness overtakes us all. Anyways, this is going to be a pretty celebratory podcast. Not a ton of bad news to talk about, because since we have last talked to you all, Renato did a nice preview of the Barcelona versus Mallorca. I think I got it right. I'm going to have to check check with my sources here, but pretty sure I actually have it right for the first time match. Uh, Renato did a preview of that. That match went incredibly well, 5-2 Barcelona to put them back atop La Liga table tied with Real Madrid on points, but ahead on goal differential. So... It was kind of a little bit of a coming out party for Messi. Uh, For those of you who haven't heard of him, he won the Ballon d'Or. He presented it to the crowd and then went on to score a hat-trick, or as uh, Jill puts so nicely on the websites, the go-trick, as we're going to start calling it. So they treated us to a wonderful, absolutely masterclass first half. They scored, I think they scored four goals in the first half, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, they definitely scored four goals. Oh, I'm sorry, Renato called it the go trick. Yeah, no, I got to give him a little bit of credit, I suppose. So they made it 4-1 after the first half. There were there were some chances for Mallorca. Um, Ter Stegen had an amazing game. He had an assist, which is uh, pretty incredible. I think he has two assists now. And the uh, the thing that's been thrown around so so properly and quite quite hilariously if you ask me as he has more assists than Eden Hazard even though Hazard has been hurt but you know Hazard hasn't been hurt for that long it's still pretty it's pretty funny that he has more assists than him so some other things to take away from that game Rakitic got the start for the third game in a row he was alongside De Jong and Sergio Busquets and played pretty well he I think he kind of showed Renato went on, you know, the little rant last Wednesday about, you know, Rakitic earning his place and, you know, he's not a club legend. Like he still needs to earn his place in the starting 11. And Altura Vidal and him are sort of, uh, they're sort of battling here. Arthur's there and he picked up a little bit of a training or a little injury in training. So that was part of the reason. And Rakitic and Vidal are both kind of on the chopping block for who's going to leave either in January. One of them is likely to leave in January, I would think, or next summer in that transfer window. Either way, Rakitic played pretty well in that in the Mallorca match to to kind of send things off to a, a good note. Um, it's pretty incredible, really, when you think about it, just to like you know talk about this for a second. The match started off with 
a two-goal lead in the first 17 minutes. Griezmann found himself alone after the long ball from Ter Stegen for his second assist, as we keep uh, as we keep mentioning more than Ine Hazard. Uh, chipped it right over the keeper. And then Messi scored to make it 2-1. to one. I think he scored in the 17th minute. And then he followed it up with two more, one in the 41st minute and the 83rd minute. Um, Suarez tacked one on in the 43rd minute to, uh, to complete the five goals. But putting four away in the first half and just making it not making it more difficult than it needed to be was a this was a performance that was remnants of an old school Barcelona performance where you know that and I guess what I mean by an old school Barcelona performance is that where you know that there's a big match midweek right like the Inter Milan match was on the horizon you wanted to make sure that you were rested and that you didn't have to play too intensive a match and I guess I'm not saying the match wasn't intense what I'm saying is they took care of business early it was 4-1 at halftime there was no doubt what the result was going to be and that was it they they tacked on one more in the second half, but they made sure that there was no doubt that things were comfortable. There wasn't going to be any Monday morning quarterback, an American term for you know any backseat driving from the media about any Valverde stuff. It was just yep, took care of business, top of La Liga. Let's go take care of Inter Milan and the San Siro, and uh, and that was kind of it. Um, pretty beautiful. They have 34 points. They have scored goodness. They have scored 41 goals this year, allowed 18. A little bit of a shakier defensive performance. And then it was on to the Champions League match. Uh, Before we talk about that and some news, we're going to take a quick break. All right, so let's just get the news items out of the way real quick. Um, According to a report, Rakitic and Vidal apparently both want to play. um, Or I'm sorry, of course they want to play, but they both want to stay. And unless they see receive kind of monster offers. They're, they're pretty interested in staying at Barcelona. Of course, I would say that uh, money talks for both of these guys in this in this stage in their career. Um, I don't really want to talk about them anymore. I feel like we talked about them a lot last week. And uh, there was a bit of Neymar news that uh, Luis wrote about on the website. PSG are willing to sell Neymar back to Barcelona only if they get Sadio Mane as a replacement. I don't know if it's like a two, like a, you know, the only, it's like a, so in the NBA, there's three team trades, right? Where the trade is contingent upon, you know, other things happening. If this, then that can happen. I don't think it's something like that. Uh, according to the report from uh, Diaro Marsa, <laughs> They don't want 300 million for Neymar anymore. They they're they're being kind. They're bringing it down to 180 million euros. They wants to retain Kylian Mbappe at all costs. No crap, uh, Sherlock. Thank you, thank you for that, Marsa. But are willing to let Neymar go in the process. There, this isn't going to happen in January. So this is the next summer thing. The fact that Mane is their favorite to replace Neymar is a little bit interesting to me. Um, I don't know. That's just interesting. I, I I don't see that one sticking as a rumor and as something that uh, that is going to happen at all. I don't know. You guys let me know in the comments or Twitter if I'm crazy, but Mane doesn't seem like a logical replacement there. He doesn't seem like someone who would want to thrive there. I don't know. That just seems like a weird move for him. Um, but money talks, so who knows? And that's really all I want to talk about news-wise because today or actually, I guess yesterday, because we're posting this on Wednesday, but I'm recording this a few hours after Barcelona finished things off to win the top of Group F with a 2-1 win over Inter Milan at the San Siro. This was a pretty incredible game. Um, They had a team that was filled with reserves and young players. They played an incredible game while surviving just an onslaught from Inter Milan. So the first half was 
just basically just a barrage from Milan. The the first goal of the game was and it like a really just a, a clean, just a nice, clean, beautiful pass from Griezmann that deflected off of Diego Godin. And then Carlos Perez finished it off. That was his first Champions League goal. And the second Champions League goal that Barcelona scored in that match was from Ansu Fati. So that goal was the youngest scored by a player in the Champions League. So he is 17 years and 40 days old. And he's the youngest player to score in the Champions League, which is pretty incredible. 17 years old. And the thing that really kind of flipped this game on its head, like Inter Milan were obviously throwing kind of everything at the door, but they were also playing a little bit cautiously. And then once Dortmund took the lead in their match, then Inter Milan had no, they really didn't have any other options, but to send everything forward and to hope for the best. And uh, it left them open a little bit. Um, they had a couple of big chances. Barcelona had a couple of big chances. And then finally the Ansu Fati goal uh, went through. So, uh, the Barcelona lineup was incredibly just just not what you would expect. Um, they came out swinging. They didn't really, you know, they didn't necessarily need, they didn't need this. Just They just didn't need it. So they kind of, you know, threw some players out there and they, um, they performed really well. It's nice to see a team filled with youth players and a team filled with reserves come out and still perform in it really intense atmosphere in Milan were throwing everything at the wall they could and it, it just worked so anyways that's kind of it um kind of keep it a short week Renato is sick so send him you know best wishes the the common cold is the worst I did want to say um let me find the name of the piece on our website so you guys can check it out barcelonagranas.com um Renato were a really a really moving piece after the Barcelona Mallorca match. Um, it's called Barcelona versus Mallorca. Was the best is the best game I've ever covered. I've never been happier to do my job. So um, Renato tells a really this really endearing story of his relationship with his uncle and his uncle's unfortunate passing. Uncle O. So be sure to go read that. Um, we're sorry for you, lost Renato. That was a really powerful piece. It was cool to see the intersection of sports and kind of how it can allow you to connect with family members. Uh, it's a really wonderful story. So go check it out. Barcelona.com. Barcelona versus Mallorca was the best game I've ever covered. I've never been happier to do my job. Be sure to tweet at Renato, let him know you're thinking of him. And uh, yeah, we will catch you guys next time on the Barcelona Blogranas podcast. Be sure to subscribe and we will see you all next time. Thanks.